where St Mirren's booze cried and tears ran down the cheeks of Paisley working men, you can inject it all right into our heads, baby. My name is Jarvie and I'm joined this week by Simon, Hammy and Paddy. Together we are the Broken Hearts Club Band. Top of the week on Saturday night, boys, and all those beautiful booze and tears through Paisley. Good, good weekend, aye? It was a glorious weekend. We're going to win the league and sign Lionel Messi. It's, what a time to be alive. <laughs> One of those weeks. Hammer, you sobered up? Just pre- presuming you had a big drink after that. <laughs> <laughs> I actually didn't. I've been uh, keeping myself off it. I did have a couple of whiskeys, like, but... Um, no, it was good. It's uh, it's a weird situation to be in. Hearts winning, Hearts top of the league. It was I thought I might as well take advantage of it. Might not happen again for a while. Quite right. I love that your definition of off it is still having a couple of us. <laughs> <laughs> Quality and uh, good good job last week, boys. Obviously, I missed <clears throat> the season opener. Then unbelievably, it would be a week where we beat Celtic. <laughs> What's the chances? But uh, good job. We sp- spoke about football for forty minutes, which is a uh, like not a, not a lot of uh, nonsense from Alec, but he's done a good job. Um, speaking of nonsense, Hammy, you posted the uh, the famous Celtic club shop <laughs> in St Mirren's uh, Stadium. Uh, do you, do you think that's more tin pot than having to access the stadium and looting via an old lady's back door? <laughs> <laughs> It's a tough one, that actually, but I think it could beat. It could beat that. Um, it's just it's, see, see when we beat them, that was the only thing I could think about. Just how shite they are, and uh, yeah, made waves on the old Twitter sphere. Thankfully, everyone agreed, apart from some Celtic fan who was kicking off in the comments. <laughs> of course, defending his his small team. His <laughs> Um, it surely is the most tin, tin pot thing in world football. <laughs> another another football team having a club shop in your stadium. <laughs> I can't believe, I can't get over the fact that we're the biggest rivalry Luton Towns ever had. I mean, this podcast. Into <laughs> right, into a new season, keep the keep the rivalries going with Luton. Right, right. Um, but yeah, it's been such a horrible wee club. Um, <laughs> the fact that the fact that multiple. <laughs> The fact that multiple St Mirren fans were tweeting like Andy Halliday shouldn't have even been on the park after that challenge last week just shows you as well. Like, what's going on? Oh, fuck off, St Mirren. Uh, just one more thing. Um, Jordan Jones is signed for Wigan. <laughs> <laughs> R.I.P. to your hopes and dreams, Jarvey. What can, what can I say other than I'm... I'm back to getting about six hours sleep a night. I'm, I'm on the road to recovery. Huge <laughs> mistake for the club. Um, and also, episode five one today. Never let them forget. <laughs> Fuck the hibs and all that. Right, some uh, some news. Um, so at the time of writing this this agenda yesterday, uh, we weren't sure what the script was going to be for for Tincastle and Easter Road in terms of fans coming back in. Edinburgh Council dragging their heels as always, but Hammy, bring us up to speed with the latest developments today. So the latest developments, as of what, maybe an hour, maybe two ago, uh, Edinburgh Council have granted uh, Tynecastle and, and in fact, Easter Road both 
uh, full capacities. There's a couple of wee strings attached. There's still football bubbles, so there's, there will still be some sections that will be, um, I guess, taped off or something. And I imagine they'll be next to the dugouts and where the players and possibly the media are. Um, but other than that, all season ticket holders, I don't, there was no news about away fans yet. Um, no. But I guess we'll wait and see what happens. But as it stands, we'll all be back at the football. In and what would capacity. be what would be really good is if Hearts could fucking send me my season ticket. <laughs> <laughs> I only emailed them saying I'd lost it about seven weeks ago. <laughs> ticket Still office nothing. has been closed though, mate. Nothing. Nothing at all. They even replied. They said, oh, yeah, yeah, didn't worry, we'll send it out. It's not like they just didn't reply. <laughs> and nothing. Folk were, uh, folk were getting new cards as well. So I'm only, I've not got mine either. And I only updated my address about two weeks ago. So I'm a wee bit worried my old address has got oh. my new season ticket. <laughs> ah, you're fucked. <laughs> what? No, but seriously, is there anything we can do if it doesn't turn up? Do we just turn up and go, no, honestly, I swear. But you, can, you, can get, you can get printed ones out. Um, and then I think they charge you like a fiver for a completely new season ticket. Well, they'll be giving me one. But I, and I'll probably be paying. <laughs> I can't even believe they're still waiting on that though. I know. <laughs> Aye, that's uh, that's terrible. You should maybe chase them up, Simon. But, m- but to be, be fair though, even though I did lose it, they did send me a season ticket, a physical season ticket, knowing that I wasn't going to go one fucking game last year. <laughs> so it's a rain fault for me losing it. Would you want me to actually look after a card for a year when I'm not using it? Not a chance. I'll lose it when I'm using it. <laughs> I've seen a few season tickets chucked on the pitch in my time. Uh, <clears throat> that might have what your, uh, your season tickets got in store later in the season. Hopefully not. <clears throat> um, so yeah, that's, that's good news. But Hammy, is, is your understanding that it's actually going to be a full full capacity or just all season ticket holders? There seems to be a wee bit of confusion. Again, they, they haven't really explained that. They had a wee bit at the bottom that just said we'll be putting more details out um, in due course and I guess our first game's not till week on is it week on Sunday is it Sunday that that game is so there's still a bit of time um, but I, from what I gather what's happening at other stadiums it is pretty much just back to normal so I'll go with that good stuff well, that's what we like to hear <clears throat> um, on this topic we done a buy or sell about last August <laughs> <laughs> Um, predicting when uh, when we'd all be returning in full capacity. So here we are. What well, that'll be our third game of the season, um, and August 2021. So the predictions were um, well done, Simon and Cameron, for basically saying the start of next season. So you're bang on the money, I'd say. Myself and Hammy said, but well, I said New Year 2021. Hammy, you said spring. You were thinking more about getting rid of the flu season. It was very technical. And Paddy, you said <laughs> never. <laughs> so well done, Simon. Uh, proper buy or sell winner. Forever. Forever. <laughs> um, another thing, Hammy, there's been a lot of talk over the last week about turning the family stand into a safe standing section. Uh, not sure what the, the families would think about that. <laughs> being selected. They don't even like swearing. <laughs> <laughs> um, for me, surely sections G and N are part of the Tyne Castle charm. My personal views on it, but what's your your views on it all? Um, 
I mean, I, I don't necessarily disagree with the idea. I just think it's a non-starter. Um, like the, I, I seen that they wanted to be, to be like the copper um, Dortmund's yellow wall type thing. So that they wanted it behind the goals. I sat in the Roseburn. I didn't like the view myself, so I wouldn't want to go there. Um, you've got to think the Gorgi stand as well. Like you said, it's a family stand. Um, it's also got all the hospitality there. So you'd have to shift all that out. And, and that's not going to happen. Um, I think a dedicated standing section is a great idea. Um, I think, but I think trying to turn the Gorgi stand into that is not the right uh, way to go about it. I mean, mind the young team had a bit of the Roseburn for a bit. But then they started singing naughty songs and all that, and I got banned. So, um, <laughs> I, again, I don't think the club are exactly rushing to go back to it. And the safe standing, again, I think the club sort of just pied it as well. They didn't really even look into it. So I'd it's a good it. idea. It is. I think safe standard would be great, but a wee bit more thinking about it. What I would love, um, I would love if we could get one of the ends because I do think it's it's easier to sound loud in a smaller stand, if that makes sense. Yeah. So if we could get one of the ends, that would be good. And I know it is like a shite view, but if you're, say, attacking towards that end in the second half, as a fan, you're going to be absolutely fine. And as a player, you're going to be wanting to get up. Like Almost all the big clubs have these like fucking ends that they will attack in the second half because mentally it gives them an edge. So it yeah. would be good, but like you played it, Hammy. It's never going to fucking happen. Can you, can you imagine, like, you know how good an atmosphere is when you're playing away from home, like when you're at Easter Road and the stands are bouncing. Imagine recreating that at Tencastle in a stand each week. I can see the appeal. I just think logistically, it's uh, it's miles off. Uh, half yeah. half the Roseburn get that bounce. Oh, nah, it wouldn't work either because just that we would look a bit shite and the trouble. You imagine that? That is too oh. close. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. But yeah, we'll see. Yeah, I, I don't know if I've had a some vivid dream, but I'm sure there was a Q and A which Anne Budge done probably going back about five years. And she answered a question about a safe standard in section. And they looked in it and the cost alone was going to be like four million. I, yeah, no, I think you're right. I'm pretty sure the cost is like, because you, you get less people as well. I think you need space or whatever, blah, blah, blah. And I think it is. It's for each person it costs about a seat and a half or something that would usually cost. Right. So it's quite a bit of money and you need a certain amount of space. So, yeah. Again, oh, plenty. Where would, where would you James Anderson's in I like that. We have plenty money. Don't worry about that. James Anderson wears a Stone Island badge on his Prada suit. You seen the contracts we were given out? Do not fucking worry about it. <laughs> plenty money now. I. Uh, it's an interesting one. We'll see what happens. Um, moving on. We, when was this? Well, a week ago, there was rumours. Well, last Monday, there was a friendly against Ray Frovers and Armand Nandwili was reportedly stormed out at halftime, chucked his boots at Lee McCulloch, knocked his teeth out, all kinds of stuff. Um, there was also rumours that he deleted all the heart stuff off his Instagram, which was never there in the first place. Um, but more importantly, this somehow triggered rumours of Lauren Shankland coming to hearts. And the rumours were so rife that poor Barry Anderson had to tweet during his day off to say that he was not having a medical at hearts. <laughs> Just spiralled out of control. Um, I wanted to ask you, over the years we've been blessed with the, the Romanov era and all sorts of stuff. What's your what's your favourite hearts rumour you've heard around the club? 
Ronaldinho signing for us. That was quite a good one. <laughs> oh, wow. I don't remember that one. Was that maybe just your brother told you that, Paddy? That was that was that was right at the start of when we were winning the Champions League within ten years. <laughs> I think it was five. Oh, five was it? Sorry. <laughs> That's a good one. I heard one. There was one recently, Harry. You've seen it. One about Sean Clare apparently having shots and like drinking shots in Gorgie before we played Rangers. <laughs> oh. He was down in Jaeger bombs in the pub. Can't remember what pub it was. The one with the pool near, next to the pool uh, place, I think. I'm not sure about that. I don't think that was right. Sometimes he looked a bit pissed when he was playing. But... <laughs> <laughs> right. He did. Um, I've got rumours for days. I just uh, just wondered if they jumped to it. Yeah. I started uh, rumour in, uh, in Otsgang's primary. Like back when there was rumours of Romanov joining us that Edgar Davids was coming back to Hearts. I remember hearing about that. <laughs> coming back to Hearts. <laughs> Aye. Coming back. Did I say coming back to Hearts? Aye. Oh, I'm into the hearts. Um, what a centre midfield partnership that would have been. Stampy and Edgar Davids. Oh, can you imagine? <laughs> there was a. I saw a rumor. I was scouring the uh, the rumors bit of uh, Jamal's kickback when I was doing my um, pre-show warm-up, and I found one for Emmanuel Adebayor coming to Hearts. <laughs> um, I don't even think it was that long ago. <laughs> um, apparently, he was he was looking to. Uh, finish off his football career somewhere apparently well wow. we we do give the best deals for that <laughs> you never there might be something in it he was starting the rumors of him coming to heart she was like yeah i've heard they pay a fortune just in straight up wage <laughs> don't even need to score a goal no nah. guaranteed money that would have been nice <clears throat> Uh, there was another one this week. Callum Patterson just like shared a goal that he'd scored when he was at Hearts on Instagram. And again, kickback went into absolute meltdown. Going back in Hearts. Like, I actually watched that one unfold before my eyes. I've seen how it happens. All he did was just reshare. I, I think um, I think he's got to at least be a Hearts fan at this stage in his life, like for the experiences that he had. Um you would just get excited because you'd love to see a player like Cal Pat back. So any like sort of a hint that he's thinking about Hearts is is very enticing. Yeah, that is. I think he could come back one day. He just moved to club, new contract and all that. Now is not the time. Kick back. Uh, he got knocked out at the weekend. Um, so get well soon, Cal Pat. Um, that's that. So here's something that isn't a rumor. We've got an actual signing brewing, Paddy. Uh, Cam Devlin. Talk to me. Is he? Uh, does it look like a good signing? Is it Oliver Bazanich or bust? I mean, Bazanich probably had decent stats when he signed for us as well, because Craig Levine would never sign a shit player. <laughs> <laughs> um, nah, he looks a really good, combative midfielder. Um, had a good season last season for Wellington Phoenix, so also knows how to play in a capital as well. Has. So he's not going to have that pressure on his shoulders. Um, yeah, it just looks like a really good player and everybody in Australia seems to love him. There seems to be loads of Australian Hearts fans. Yeah, there does, doesn't there? Even Big Ange was talking about that before the Celtic Hearts game, that there's there's a really big Hearts following in Australia and like he was insulted to be asked about knowing who they were, which, no bad. Yeah. Ange seems like a big Hearts man, isn't he? I can see him. I can see him coming here soon enough. (laughs) (laughs) 
I mean, I never want to say that a Celtic manager seems sound, but anyway, moving on. Uh, Paddy, <laughs> strange to be targeting another another centre midfielder. Jinky was just too good to pass up or, or walk here. You can never have too many, especially at Hearts because they're all injured. But you can definitely never have too many. I still we we still need to sign like a right back, centre back, mm-hmm. and probably two centre backs now because Popescu is leaving. But I'm sure you'll talk about that later. And I still think we need one or two wingers in as well. Well, yeah, I'd agree. Just still looking at a good four or five, you reckon? Yeah, but I don't think we'll get four or five in. I seen um, the clip of Stephen Naismith on Twitter um, talking about how um, the transfers have been a bit slow because they're really doing their research on these players. And previously, under the previous recruitment team, they used to just sort of take chances on players and just sign them anyway. And I just thought, no way. Sounds about fucking right. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm fine with, based on what has been, what has come in with Cochrane and um, Beningame, I'm quite happy to wait if, if these are the sort of levels of players we're waiting for. Mm-hmm. For now, I'll probably fucking hate the both of them in about two months. <laughs> <laughs> Don't say that now, it's too early. Um, Paddy, you're, you're talking about signing another centre-back. Do you think, uh, say, say the Devlin comes in along with Benny, do you think Haring could just drop back into centre-back? Yeah, but I still think there's probably... I think that's likely, but I still think we need one more in. Like, I think um, what we've seen at the weekend is going to happen if we're, we're short of the back. Cochrane moves into left centre-back and Halliday goes to left wing-back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Finley Pollock, I have a, <laughs> a bet with Cameron about him featuring in, I can't remember now, <laughs> a good few games. Was it not like a thousand minutes? Um, or did no. you just patch my actual ideas no, I, again? Again, nine hundred minutes was it? No, I think it was six hundred. Six hundred. Either way, you're fucked. <laughs> it doesn't matter what. <laughs> <it is. laughs> I have a funny feeling that we're going to see Finley Pollock get zero minutes in the league this season, or loaned out. Yeah. Uh, so, did you specify which team these minutes were to be played for? <laughs> Need to listen back. That's a very good point, and so I'm here for that, Paddy. <laughs> um, that's fine. So that's Devlin. Um, I think it's just his visa that's holding up, isn't it? And then no doubt quarantining. So looking down the fixture list, hopefully he's in. You know, training, settled in time in time for the derby. Yeah, that's the good thing. He can just be added as a trialist just now and um, be training away with the club. So it doesn't really matter when he signs, as long as he does sign. Mm-hmm. Fingers crossed it's soon. Um, <clears throat> another thing, Paddy, there's a lot of contracts which run out at the end of the season. Do you want to tell us about some of the, the big names on this one and what your thoughts are? I'll run through the list from the players that you would least care about to the players you'd most care about. <laughs> Jordan Roberts, Popescu, Brandon, Connor Smith, Ewan Henderson, Cochrane, Halliday, Walker, Nandwili, Halkett, Haring, Smith, Kingsley, Gordon and Suter are all out of contract at the end mm. of this season. So a full team's worth of players. <laughs> Probably our like, best three players there, Michael Smith, Craig Gordon, John Suter. Aye. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Savage is going to be busy. <laughs> well, yeah, this is the thing. Like, signs, they should have been sold if they're not going to resign. So 
I think you're looking at that and you definitely want to keep Suter. You'd want to keep Gordon. You'd probably want to keep Kingsley unless he keeps getting injured. Michael Smith. I'd quite like to see Haring stay. You hate Halkett, Jarvie, but I quite like Craig Halkett. <laughs> Maybe not anymore. We'll come on to it. And I can't believe I'm saying this, but you'd probably want to keep Andy Halliday the way he's playing at the moment as well. And you'd probably want to keep Ewan Henderson. So there's a good, what, eight players? Mm-hmm. Good times. I'd I feel agree. like John Suter only just re-signed as well. Like, <laughs> yeah, the, the, amount of, the amount we've actually seen him on the field. <laughs> yeah. He's played about 10 games since he last signed like a two contract. Aye. <laughs> Did he not just sign that new contract and then get injured straight away? <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. Um, then he lost a year. If it, say it was a two-year deal, then you're having to re-contract him again. Uh, Craig Gordon Paddy another one year do you think is that Jink that's what Craig does now I think you give him another two years because he's fucking phenomenal (laughs) Uh, Hammy we were a bit concerned with Harry Stone he didn't start for Partick Thistle in week one but he did start at the weekend he did and he kept a clean sheet and um, I'm pretty sure it's his dad on Twitter who posted a video uh, some of the saves, and again, he just looks a very accomplished keeper. He's fucking massive as well. Yeah. Um, so that's good. I, I was a wee bit worried that he was just going to get put on loan at Partick, sit on the bench. Um, but no, he seems to be playing now, which is good. Um, and it's great for us as well. That's a good level. Partick Thistle top of the championship, I think, now as well. So yeah. good, good for him. Again, like you say with Gordon, he's 38, turns 39 at the end of the year. We keep him till he's in his early 40s. He's going to want to, I'd imagine he's going to want to stay fit just in case Scotland gets to the World Cup. So I, th- I think it's um, a couple of years be a good, good contract and then we'll see Harry Stone getting into the team, hopefully. Aye. Yeah. Um, just finally on, a, on in Keeper Corner, um, an article came out a little while ago now. So uh, David Marshall's now third choice keeper at Derby. So that's him surely done in the first team for Scotland, eh? I'm pretty sure he was third choice before he got picked for the Euros. <laughs> like, I'm being serious. I think I'm pretty sure he'd been dropped at least to second choice. Yeah. Which, in goalkeeper's terms, what's the difference between second and third? An injury. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was, it was, he was dropped, and I'm mean, probably a bit biased, but I still think Gordon should have played in the Euros. Yeah. The other thing that's bad about that is Derby have three keepers, and I'm pretty sure only about two outfield players at the moment. So he definitely should be getting his game in some form of position. <laughs> I think uh, three keepers, two outfield players, and about one pound in the bank. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Outrageous. Imagine uh, supporting that club right now. Fucking, sh- they follow their own, just going through the worst time. Yeah. Well, we've been there. Feel your pain, Derby County. I don't know the circumstances behind it, but <laughs> probably, probably feel your pain. Just finally on this, Paddy, in the, in the last couple of days, Jordan Roberts and uh, Pepescu have both been told they're free to leave the club now. Any, uh, any final words? Why would they want to leave when they're getting a free ride, essentially? Why, would, why are they going to? I bet they're both on good money as well. <laughs> both Robbie Nielsen signings. Yeah. Seen a lot of this. Seen a lot of Robbie Nielsen getting credit for these players leaving. Yeah. 
fucking right. It's like, it's like going, going into a house party, trashing the place and then helping with the tidy up. <laughs> really, you're still the fucking arsehole who trashed the place. <laughs> I've seen I see a lot of people saying, oh, I just signed them for the championship. They barely fucking played in the championship, though, either. So I, nice. Exactly. Roberts was loaned to the top flight after six months. Three it's months, just... sorry. Ah, oh, quicker we get them out the door, the better, I think. And then, I mean, fucking, we gave them the contract. It's their fault. Well, we not ours, but Hart's fault. Nielsen's fault. <laughs> but no, I know I was being a bit facetious there. Um, I'm, I'm, we seem to be making the right decisions um, regarding players. So looking forward yeah. looks good. Yeah. 100%. Um, and when, when you think, see, if you look at the Hearts, Hibs, um, the heart squad against Hibs in the Scottish Cup semi-final or our cup final squad, and you didn't have Roberts, but you had Popescu, you know, in that team. And you look at that squad and how strong we are now compared to that. It is quite incredible just how with a bit of tweaking and just a body or two here and there, we are a much better side than we were just from last December. So we're getting there. So what just another five signings you said, Paddy. Aye, <laughs> and one, one's one's imminent. He's just he's crying and saying his goodbyes in Barcelona, and then he'll be across. <laughs> <laughs> There's one of the wiggers. <laughs> no, wouldn't he get a game over GMS? Wait. <laughs> um, right, Simon, we'll go over to you now for some uh, some actual football, shall we? A bit of a, a strange one, huh? Um, I was I was doing the research into this game and I watched that again, and it was a lot closer than I thought it was initially. I never felt like we were out of control or under pressure, but um, aye, if you don't know what I'm talking about, we beat um, St Mirren to one at the weekend, our first win in Paisley since 2012, I think. Yeah, we beat them in the Cup in 2012. It's first league win since 2010. Good things happened uh, in 2012. That was that was a really good aye. Scottish Cup um, run, that one. Aye, can't wait to get knocked out. Um. So, yeah, we had 51% possession to St Mirren's 49, so very, very close, pretty much 50-50. Um, we had four shots on target out of 11, and they had three shots on target of 10. So, like I said, there's no difference when you look at the stats, but I never really felt like we were out of control or being overrun. There was maybe like a couple of minutes when they scored their first goal, first and only goal, um, they looked quite good. Um, that's the only criticism I've got of Halkett is uh, he let his man sort of run in front of him and get to the ball first, but didn't matter in the end. Um, I picked three notable players. Um, they were Michael Smith, again, thought he was really good. Let's talk about him potentially not getting the contract. Even if Michael Smith is paralysed for the waist down, we owe him an extra year. <laughs> um, John Suter, once again, was absolutely phenomenal. Um, his Him being in a three really, really highlights his strengths. He can push forward into the midfield when he needs to. He's fast enough still to cover him behind. That was one of my worries, that he wouldn't be able to deal with the balls in behind anymore because of how many injuries he's had. But he looks to be absolutely fine. Marshall James Forrest last week, absolutely no bother. Was fine against whoever sent me in play. I couldn't kill us about one of their players. Um, and then the final and biggest shout-out almost was Liam Boyce. He's great. He does everything. I want to see him further forward. That's my only criticism. I think he does a bit too much sometimes. Like There was moments when St Mirren centre mids were breaking through to, to attack our defence. It was Liam Boyce was going in with sliding tackles and stuff, and I think, fucking brilliant. Then I also think, get the fuck up the park. What are you doing, dude, here? 
so yeah, they're my three no- notable players' um, performances. But it was a pretty, pretty boring game to be honest. But every game it feels so much better just with fans in the stadium. Although St. Mirren, either they planned it really badly, but whatever side the cameras were facing, there was not one fan in, so it looked absolutely <laughs> empty. And then when we were winning two 0 it was absolutely silent. So it was just a great game. Um, to, to win and sort of get out and continue that run, six points out of six. Mm-hmm. I would like to give a special shout out to Alex Cochran. I think how rarely is it you see an actual good loan signing? Like he seems to just be embedded in the squad like he's a first team player. And he was targeted through that game. They were putting balls up to Curtis Main on Alex Cochran, who isn't the biggest man. He's just a just a young chap, and he, he stood his ground. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you find out that a loney player who's made, what, like three first-team appearances for any sort of high level has been moved into centre-back, a position he's never really played before, in a back three, um, never really done any of the the sort of tasks that is expected of him. You're playing up against Curtis Main, who's just basically a big lump. He's not very good at football. Um. And I don't remember him really having any sort of chances. Maybe he had that sort of, what was it, his Decanio-esque scissor kick outside the box that went just wide. But really, that was about it. Yeah, I kept it be. Um, Paddy, you said I hate Craig Halkett, which was maybe a bit strong in the first I place. I think you need to listen back to some podcasts then, Jarvie. <laughs> <laughs> he, he started this season very well, I think. As that as that centre of the three, I think he's doing a, a brilliant job just now, and I, I think um, you couldn't drop him for anyone until he's formed up. Whoa, he was, he was a <laughs> goal. Yeah, he's still got those mistakes in him, but I think he's uh, he started the season his, his best form for Hearts over two games, albeit. But keep it going, Mister Halkett. Sewer and Halkett are pretty much just like a Scottish version of Chiellini and Benucci. Oh, aye, aye, no difference at all. No. <laughs> so I was thinking, remember we seen those photos of Craig Halkett just looking ripped? Uh, it's clearly working. I mean, I don't think Halkett's ever looked fat. I just think he's unfortunate that he's a big guy. Like he's like just one of those guys you, like you play with or you meet and they're like just a normal sized guy. And then they've just got like the biggest legs and thighs and calves that you've got. Jarvis, you're a bit like that. Like just heavy set. Like, it's not fat or anything, they're just bigger. And I think Halkett's like that. So, for him to look that ripped, he must be working hard, man. Very true. Hammy, can we please hear you speak nicely about Andy Halliday? Because surely he deserves it at this point. (laughs) I'm going to go, like, all hipster, right? I hated Halliday before it was cool. And now everyone likes him. So, no, now everyone still hates him, actually. And so, I now like him. Um, (laughs) He's still getting ripped because he likes Rangers. It's just... Just generally terrible. We'll, we'll maybe delve a wee bit deeper into that in a bit. But um, he's, yeah, no, he's had a great start to the season. Um, he's he's playing well in that role. Even last week against Celtic, he was getting he was getting pelters. And I don't I don't necessarily think he played amazingly, but he, he didn't play anywhere near as bad as folk were making out. And a great goal. Um, this week, he's, he seems to, I think I prefer him in that sort of left wing back position as well. Um, but yeah, he's had a great season so far. Anyway, and he's got yeah. Celtic again next week, so he'll have a great game next week. He'll try his hardest because 
he hates Celtic for some reason. I wouldn't know why. I think he's in that role where it's one of those roles where you don't really get a lot of credit and he's asked to do a lot of different things. So he, he does sort of just smash about and break up play. And, yeah. And when he's at left back, he's he's got the energy. I've never, ever, ever looked at Halliday and thought that he's out of shape or that he's not got the energy, man. He, he always looks like he's in peak condition. So we always talk about this, him doing extracurricular activity in Glasgow and stuff like that. But... <laughs> Mate, he, also, he, he turns up. Do you know what I mean? Last season there yeah. was some some questionable moments, but so far so good. Yeah, and he's he tanning tanning beers at his shoes in his spare time now as well. So he's a good lad. <laughs> <laughs> he's some boy. Um, he does have some engine on him, like yeah, yeah. underestimated player at times. But let's not speak Andy Halliday up too much, surely. <laughs> yeah, another two or three games, then maybe. But... Listen, if he continues up, he'll be at Rangers again. <laughs> they might need them after the weekend um, I missed last week's show so I didn't get to say I've not even been able to speak to like another human about that Celtic game hold <laughs> 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 so, uh, all in just, just want to say how good Benny was on that debut best debut of all time um, I thought he, he still looked good so, I find the, the game was just kind of going over his head a lot of the time through in Paisley but when it mattered, he still got stuck in a few times. And I'm going to, someone want to give me a, a wager or a buy or sell, and that will be the first of 100 yellow cards Benny will receive. <laughs> he's looked brilliant, hasn't he? Oh, he's super. I feel like there was maybe some doubt over his positioning and his, his like where he is in the centre mid, but I, I've yet to see an issue um, with him and with his performances. He looks absolutely great. This is exactly what you want. This is why you sign players in this age profile when they've still got something to prove. Mm. Like the, the resale value for Benny, if he plays like that every week, every other week, is huge. Uh, he'll be at Celtic in no time. <laughs> no, Simon. Um, what, what did you think, Simon, of uh, Ginelli and GMST's performance out wide? They seem to be understanding each other a bit more. There was a, a bit where... Um, I think it was Halliday or Suter played a ball in behind for GMS. Maybe in Harden. That was someone. Um, played a ball in behind for GMS. And um, it was a bit overrun. And it looked like Ginelli could have taken it in his stride. They were sort of running across each other like a scissors. And um, Ginelli left the ball. And uh, he just let it run behind him. And it completely took away the man. And whoever was covering on GMS is either rapid or GMS just wasn't expecting it and isn't as fast as we think because he should have got a better shot away. It was it was like an open shot at the edge of the box, but the St. Mirren boy did well to to cover and get in the way a wee bit. But looks good. They look like they're bonding together. And if we can keep Boyce sort of like further up, I know he's sort of playing as like a 10, but I'd rather he was further up the park. It looks good though. I'm enjoying it. I'm genuinely enjoying it. I think, uh, do you think Gino at times is trying a bit too hard? Just don't think it's quite going the way he wants it to be going just now. And it will. He just needs to be patient. He is. He, there's a similar player in the Premier League with Arsenal called Pepe. don't know if you've heard of him. But he he seems to try and do everything every time he gets the ball. So he wants to try and like skin about 10 folk and, and get the ball in the box. I feel like that's the same with Gino. I like how he tries to take on his man, but sometimes less is more. You just want to recycle the ball and keep it moving and just pick your opportunities. Yeah. 
he seems like a, a great guy. I mean, if, if Ginelli starts firing on all cylinders, he'll join Boyce, two assists in one goal in two games in GMS, one goal and one assist in two games. I mean, if you get that on the other flank as well, then be huge for us. We've, we've really been missing that as well. Like, I know Craig Levine just sucks the soul out of width. <laughs> yeah. Out of life. I thought you were about to say something else, buddy. <laughs> so, yeah, things are looking good. Are you are you con- concerned, Simon? There was a quite a clear tactical shift from you know minute zero up to the goal to once we were leading. A lot of possession went the other way. Are you concerned about that? Yeah, like I bought the possession stacks. I thought we would control it a bit better, but um, it's concerning if it continues because obviously we we did end up conceding, even though we we went two 0 up. We did end up conceding and. You'd just rather not if we're if we're going to be put in a position where we are winning games, we should be able to sort of see them out one 0 if we need to. That's the real difference between like finishing high up in the league, just making sure we convert these like close games into three points and not just one or none. Mm-hmm. That's how we win the league, boys. <laughs> That's the master <laughs> plan. Win every game two one. Aye. <laughs> um, I'm a wee bit concerned. We we've had an early goal against Celtic Ants and Mirren. I'd be Intrigued to see us play, um, not next week, say at home against Aberdeen and it's half time and it's 0 0. How what happens after the half an hour mark? How does Nielsen shift these tactics? That'll be interesting to see. It won't happen, but we'll score in minute one against Aberdeen. I'm just saying it would be <laughs> it, like it's good being back in the Premier League because what week one we're playing the, the probably the fourth best team in Scotland at home, opening it's difficult. Second game, it's one we've no won in almost 10 years. We've known in the league for even longer. Our third game at, um, in the league is Aberdeen, who are always a, an all right squad. We seem to do quite well at them, but it's it's three pretty solid mm-hmm. tests for Nielsen to start the season. They're doing quality so far. So, like, you could easily lose at home to Celtic, draw away at St Mirren, and that's not the worst results in the world, but we're sitting there on one point and mentally sitting there on one point, it's, it's just not the best way. So to be sitting there on six, I think it's brilliant. Aye. Buzzing for the Aberdeen game. Got a good good side, but a fancy, very much fancy our chances against them at home. Aye, with what will hopefully be as close to 20,000 Hearts fans as you can get, because, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I know they're full capacity, but are they letting in away fans? Don't know yet. So, hopefully not. Fans in the Tony Macaroni arena at the weekend. Oh, right enough. Aye, but there we could easy sell for the first full capacity. We could easy sell all four stands with like whatever limitations in each of them. We don't need Delhi fans, but there's all these ten pot teams. Lovey will be giving four stands to fucking Rangers in a couple of weeks. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they will. Aye, that's true. There, there is a minimal minimum amount you have to give to the away fans. So ours is half the rules, but as famously Celtic and Rangers have cut theirs for the other team in half. I think um, that standing singing section should be in the other half of the Rosebud. <laughs> yeah, like cage in between. Yeah. Like, uh, like Dutch football or something. And no stewards. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be a good laugh. Um, there was no Jamie Walker or Finlay Pollock. Uh, Hammy, what's the any info behind these? 
Uh, so Pollock was injured, and in, I think it was an under-18s game during the week. I think he took a slight knock. Um, and other than really just my thoughts, Jamie Walker is not going to play for Hearts again. So that's why yeah. he wasn't in the squad. Um, I, 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 I'm pretty sure we said it in the group chat, looking at the bench, really not much there, uh, experience-wise, I mean. Um, and if Jamie Walker can't get on that bench and there's been no chat about injuries or anything other than when Robin Nielsen was calling him like a fat bastard, if there's <laughs> nothing nothing from there, I think I th- him, Popescu and Roberts are, are probably going to leave, in my opinion. Yeah, some rumours that he's going to Dundee United. I did read about that as well, but I, I, apparently he doesn't fancy it. Um, probably wants what does he fancy? <laughs> probably fancies himself playing in the first team for Hearts. <laughs> I love Jamie Walker. I genuinely, genuinely love Jamie Walker. Like I feel like he's been there the whole time that I've been like sort of proper. I know you like like Hearts when you're a teenager. You love Hearts, whatever. But you're not really paying attention to like how like a club operates and stuff like that. So the the more invested I get, Jamie Walker just seems to have been a stalwart there. Um, hundred goals for Hearts and all that crap. So it isn't the best that this is the way that it's happening, but a bit of communication would be nice on what's going on because it's never nice when it's just nothing and now they're knowing the squad because that's when rumours happen and we're like, oh well, Jamie uh, fucking Robbie Nielsen thinks a fat cunt he wants rid of them. <laughs> when that might not be true, he might have just had an injury. There might be like a bereavement in his family. It could be anything. He could just be ill. But there's just been no update and he's knowing the squad. So. It's weird that it sort of came from, you know, Nielsen came out and said that about him, that he was unfit, and then he came on, scores against Inverness, gets a winner. And the only then, player that looked like all right. Yeah, and then we just, then he see him again. Well, no. I, I Did he not come I, out and say he was training well as well? And uh, he was in great shape. Yeah. He basically said he's fitter than ever. <laughs> <laughs> against Inverness, he, looked, he did look really good. Yeah. He looked in shape. Um, he looked sharp. He looked like he was on, on the ball. It's odd. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe something's going on behind the scenes with him and Robin Nielsen. It just it just seems really odd that we're let's say we had what Connor Smith, Leon Watson, Aidan Denham, and Ewan Henderson on the bench along with Mackinef and Hend and Nanduli. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if Leon Watson and Aidan Denham have ever played in the top team. Connor mm-hmm. Smith, I think, has, but again and we're light in attacking options as well. So Yeah, we are. I think, you know, Gary McKay-Stevens seemed to hobble off a bit. I think Boyce went off with a bit of a niggle as well. So. Aye, they both did. <laughs> you know, it's a wee bit like... We could probably use Jamie Walker. Just getting arrested. Took him off because he could kind of thing. Who? I think Boyce, Boyce. will be getting arrested until Aberdeen. Aye, very surprised that Boyce plays this weekend. Big, big man really up front. Yeah. Him up. He deserves a shot. Like he, he definitely, he's not been playing terrible. He he looks a bit off off the pace, but it can be expected with what like two ten minute appearances. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, none really led to Boyce's goal at the weekend. Yeah. But he, he did. Yeah. On the deck and played it out to someone who passed it to GMS who set up Boyce. So he's I mean, been, he was a, a very <laughs> tedious link. <laughs> it all happened very very quickly. You have to see, it. You see what I mean. And uh, he played a, a fair part in the in Celtic as well. So, yeah. yep, he'll be desperate to score a goal as well. Put him on at Celtic Park, give him ninety minutes to just 
go for it. I just go, listen, give those centre backs the fucking worst day they've had. Uh, just enjoy yourself, really. Yeah. Make star felt starstruck, as Kevin <laughs> said this week. It's brilliant. <laughs> go and do it, man, really. Um, just finally on the game, what about uh, Christian Dennis's violent conduct, the big flailing elbow that Peter Haddon? What's he doing? Obviously, Peter Haddon's trying to run in his way so that I think it's either John Suter can like play a long ball up the park, just get up their end. It's always going to happen. And you can sort of run by him and shoulder him or whatever if you want because you know you're probably going to just get a free kick. But what is he then? <laughs> like, what is he then? It must be so frustrating if you're... Um, is it Jim Goodman, their manager, still? Yeah. Just watching that, you're just watching it and be like... What a fucking idiot. <laughs> like, what a fucking idiot. It's no like it's like at a time where the ref isn't looking right at you. Mm-hmm. He was on the pitch for less than 10 minutes. I think it was eight minutes. He got that red card. Got better things to be doing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like Cameron tonight. <laughs> um, well, I, that, was, that was that one. Lovely victory. At the end of the day as well, Simmerin aren't a bad team. Like you said, to go away from home, you know, Simmerin will probably finish sixth or seventh this season, probably seventh, maybe get relegated to who knows. But it's a good, good test for us. I'm delighted with that one. Would you say, I was thinking about this earlier, right? Would you say that winning that game there was um, like a better victory than beating Celtic at home? No, because it's been so long. You know, we, we beat Celtic at home a few times, and the time that's taken us to beat them away from home. Yeah, I think mentally that is it because, like I was saying last week, the problem with Hearts is that we can get up for these big games, the, the ones that, that supposedly are, are important to us um, quite easily. It's, like you said, we've no one there for over 10 years in the league, so mm-hmm. it was important. I think maybe not the challenge or, or the, the result is as important, but I think mentally for that team, winning there and just sort of continuing that momentum and just, he's heard Peter Hanning today he came out and said that they, they aim to win the league you can't say that if you lose or don't win the first two games of the season it sets the tone this is what is expected now and it's only a good thing until we all get injured in December and we get fucking relegated next year no. I mean I won't, but first of all I live for beating Celtic especially <laughs> think absolutely no doubt in my mind just remember, boys and girls, we were top of the league at the end of October, not so long ago. End of October, unbeaten till that point, things can go Pete Dong, Pete Tong very quickly. We barely picked up a point after that. Um, but if saying that with the the win at Simmerin, it does kind of feel like it sets up a new era potentially. Um, but come back to me when we win in Perth, when we beat St Johnston as well. Then we'll talk about winning the league. I, what is it about us and Saints? Just that can I beat them? <laughs> I, 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 but yeah, I think this is the acid test, like sort of winning away at St Mirren. That's that's a good benchmark for the team. If you're if you're about yourself and that management team, you can really draw that into the players that there's a sort of mentality shift and and you can see it and this is proof of it and it it, it, it produces buy into the plan. There you go. Right. Good stuff. Sign off on that one then. Fuck you, St Mirren. Hey, <laughs> fuck off, man. You've been holding on to a 1-0 for what? It's almost two years now. Get a rest. 
and you cannot say that that game relegated us. Absolutely. It did, like a bite of. If we'd if we'd won that night, I think we still would have went down on a points per game basis or some pish. Do you think? Do not give them that credit, Simon. <laughs> <laughs> um, Hammy, that was a, a nice wee victory for him, Paisley, but I'm sure not everyone is happy. We go over to you for out of context jumbles kickback. Talk away and don't talk a lot of shame. Well, Jarvie, you would be right. I <laughs> went a look and I saw a thread called Our Season So Far. Now, granted, this was put last week before the St. Mirren victory. One man says, played five, won five. Goals for 10, goals against one. There's a long way to go, for sure. But surely there can't be a heart supporter unhappy at this point. The first reply, Nielsen is an imposter. Get him out now. <laughs> Didn't get much better. <laughs> there was some positive vibes, though. We're going to win the league. A thread was started. Mark my words, Herbert said. Someone says, seriously, we're a centre-back, left-back and creative midfielder away from a quality team. Haring looks back to normal and the new guy is going to stroll it. If we can get them in and keep them playing the way we are, it could be a very good season. Another one says about winning the league, he says, perfect time to win it, to be honest. Automatic Champions League qualification and we'll more than double the value of the club. Never going to happen, like, but if any year than this year is the year to do it. Well, 30 million, I think, you get for automatic um, Champions League qualification. Winning the title is one thing, someone says, but retaining it next season is the hard part. Quite right. Someone says, I know some of the posts are here are tongue-in-cheek, but why not? Why can't we win the league? Celtic appear to be in transition at the moment and are beatable, as we have shown. Rangers have also shown today that they can also be beaten. If the arse cheeks spend the season taking points off each other and we can continue to hold our own against both of them, it would come down to what we do against the lesser teams in the league, such as Hibs. <laughs> Um, Sorry, one... just on that point, Hammy, I completely agree with everything he says. One, why would you enter a competition without thinking we're going to win it? And you know the only way you're going to win it is if you believe you're going to win it. Like You can't just expect that it will just happen. Mm-hmm. Um, so heart of Midlothian, can't lose. Exactly. I think <laughs> it, is, it is like we look at every game on paper and if we take every game individually... There's no game apart from even like Rangers at Ibrox. We can win that. We've won that before. It's definitely possible. So it's definitely possible to win the league. This is obviously nuts patter after two games. But you need to believe it for the very beginning. And if you're no, then it's not going to happen. So I'm glad people are fucking trying. Well, Simon, this this man agrees. He says um, it can happen as it did for Liverpool the season before when they won the Premier League, despite Man City having arguably the better squad. If we can keep the best living on the pitch, it could still happen. Uh, I'm not sure comparing us to Liverpool is the right, but it can happen. I would go to Leicester route myself. Um, I know it's tongue-in-cheek, but this actually, for this one, there's a bit of a caveat. This was put before Sunday, all right? Um, I know it's tongue-in-cheek, but Dundee have a good chance of getting a draw tomorrow against Celtic. Aberdeen are away to a tough, <laughs> astro-tough game at Livy, and Hibs are Hibs. Yeah, we have a solid Pretty sure they all won. Top. <laughs> they, did. they all won, and we're now no longer top. But, uh, you know, um, on that point, a guy says 75 points would see us get second based on recent years, so we need 22 to 23 wins. 
That would equate to Hibs beating them twice, St Mirren three times, St Johnston three times, Aberdeen twice, Dundee three times, Dundee United three times, Livy three times, Ross County twice and Motherwell twice. I think this is achievable, 23 wins, and this is minus playing Celtic or Rangers. So I say it's full steam ahead. Right, I'm now out. <laughs> <laughs> um, another one says, my only concern at this point is if we'll get enough tickets for the Champions League final to satisfy the demand from Hearts. So it's a good point, I think. But obviously, not everyone was quite as um, happy. Someone said, we scrapped a win yesterday. Hardly inspires confidence. Yes, three points and deserved, but we will need to improve massively to get results against the better teams in this league. We'll see what happens against Celtic next week, and then maybe we can reassess where we are. Another one, um, and actually, where's, just to finish off as well, I told you about Halliday. Not everyone is uh, still his fan. Someone says, could we get a player in who does what he does and a little bit more? Yes, probably, but at a cost. Is he pish? No, most definitely not. Would I let him take a penalty or trust him with a one-on-one in a cup final against Rangers? No, in all honesty, I wouldn't. Someone says, why not? <laughs> the reply, because he's a true blue, dyed-in-the-wool Rangers fan, born on the 12th, and I wouldn't ha- want to have to test where his overriding loyalty lay. I honestly don't know if he was born on the 12th. I think it might just be made up. <laughs> um, home to check. <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, the last one, um, I'm completely uncomfortable with his semi-professional hunnishness, but couldn't see him not wanting to score. I wouldn't give him the last-minute penalty to take, but would you trust him to try and win? Yeah, I would never question Andy Halliday's professionalism. I genuinely think I, w- I would if he was our penalty taker and it was a last minute penalty against Rangers, I 100% think he would rather win than watch Rangers go on and win. Aye. He's, yeah, he's one million, aye. So combative and all that. Do you? There's some, there's, yeah, right. <laughs> I, I love Hearts. I love Hearts to death. And if I was ever, ever fortunate, never will be, if I was ever in my life fortunate to be a professional footballer and I had a penalty against Hearts just to piss you off, hmm. I 100% would take that penalty. <laughs> I, I'm not that confident. Ooh. Thank you. Fucking bury it into Rule Z. Nah. <laughs> if he did miss it, he would be like done forever, eh? I'd take the penalty and then come on to my podcast on the Monday complaining about how Hearts lost the game. That's what I'd do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's an interesting one. Uh, and by the way, Andy Halliday is born on the uh, 11th. <laughs> ah, he would be, he was fuming with his mum and dad, eh? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, October as well, not not even close to July. Uh, and also just reminded me there that he's about six months younger than me. <laughs> <laughs> he's not even 30 yet. Um, well, no, he won't be. No, he's 29, he's 30 in October, eh? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Some night with that, eh? Through <laughs> <No, laughs> the Loudoun Tavern, whatever it's called. <laughs> <laughs> um, enough about Andy Halliday. <laughs> um, thank you, Hammy. That was a that was a good one. Very puzzling. Um, I think we're going since there's no camera in tonight. He's uh, washing his washing his hair. Back to you, Hammy, for buy or sell. Right. So here we go. I will go through last week's results against Saint Mirren. So 
The first one was Hearts to have over 11.5 shots. Turns out we had 11. Um, so that should have been a sell. Jarvie, Hammy, Cameron, Twitter and Instagram all got that with Paddy and Simon buying it. One, one shot off. Um, Hearts to have over 51.5% possession. We had 52%. So that was a buy. Simon, yeah. Paddy, Hammy, Cameron, Twitter and Instagram all bought that with Jarvie. You selling it. You were very Stuart's, negative this week. Stuart's inquiry. Oh. My, my app says 51% possession. Oh, I'll let you take that up with Mr. Um, Cameron. I was about to say, I, I did say 51% earlier, but I'm going to stay very quiet. <laughs> <laughs> no good, Cameron. He's always fudging the numbers. I'd, I'd take it. It might be like 50, 51.5, and someone rounds it up and someone rounds it down. What did, oh, Cameron bought it, so he would round it up. Oh, aye. <laughs> Cameron's an honest man. Well, listen, there was, like, there was about a thousand votes over the social media, so if you've got any problems, DM me and I'll give you Cameron's mobile number <laughs> <laughs> and address and home address. <laughs> Very cool Sharpen your pitchforks. <laughs> <laughs> um, the next one that you can't get wrong of so over 2.5 goals, it was three, so uh, that was a buy. Um, Paddy, Cameron, and Instagram they all three of those, everyone else sold. Um, and the last one was two or more changes, and um, there was only one. Um, and absolutely everyone sold that, so everyone got a point for that. So the scores, the best this week, were Instagram and Cameron with four. They got all four right. After that, it was Twitter, Hammy and Paddy on three, Simon and Jarvie two each. Um, so we'll go on to the Celtic game, and then I'll, I'll give you a I run. I need to stop four. celebrating last season's World <laughs> Championship, eh? Because I'm fucking <laughs> still drinking fit. Want, I'll, I'll, give, I'll give you the, the scores now, right? So there's four with seven. Um, Paddy, Cameron, Twitter and Instagram. They're, uh, obviously, they, again, know a lot more than us, clearly. Um, I'm on five points, and then Jarvie, you're on four, and Simon bringing up the rear on three. It's keeping Sober it interesting. Sober so, up, Simon. <laughs> <laughs> so we have... Four more this week, set out by Cameron, thankfully, because I was running a bit late. Um, the first one is Nandwili to get over 25 minutes. Now, a wee stat for you. He's look, he's, he is, obviously, he was in the press today saying he wants more time, or Robin Nielsen was. He's had He came on on the 77th minute uh, in the first Celtic game. I'm going to buy that. He's going to start the game. Yeah, I'll yeah, buy I it. Think, I think he could buy, yeah. So I'm going to also buy that because I also believe he's going to start the game. My keyboard's not working. I'll remember it. Everyone's buying. Top one. Uh, right. Over 10.5 shots in the game. So Hearts have had 11 shots in both league games this season. So... Yep, sell as well, yeah. Sell, sell. Bye. <laughs> yes, Paddy, bye. Paddy, on his way to Celtic Park, got a big bag of cans and 11 shots. <laughs> sell, bye. I'm also selling that. I 
sadly after watching Celtic, well, not watching after seeing Celtic beat Dundee 6 now I'm not looking forward to this one now. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're going to be looking for revenge. Um, the next one now, um, in the first Celtic game, we had 26% possession. Uh, so the line here is hearts to have over 30%. Thirty percent. Ah, yeah, I think we'll have more than thirty. Simon's a buy. I'm gonna sell it. I think it'll be similar to the last game. It's a very good line from Cameron. I, I just me. don't think. Are you gonna buy it as well? Yep. I will sell. Jarvis sells. It's, it's rare that I mean I don't know I've never seen this um, Big Ange play like his team play very often so he might be very heavily possession based and we're all making a big mistake here but 70% possession is very uh, it's a lot it is a lot mm-hmm. he so. is very very possession based right. I bet it's hearts remember <laughs> the hearts Just, are back but... to let you know as well Cameron bought that he thinks uh, Hearts will have over 30%. He bought the Nandwili one, so we've all bought the Nandwili one so far. He sold the over 10.5 shots. Um, and then for the last one, Hearts to Hearts with three or more bookings. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> we had zero in the first game against Celtic, annoyingly, because I had a couple of bookings on, and two v St. Murray. Yep, definitely by... We're building ourselves up for that big red card. <laughs> Zero two. Five there'll, be fan, there'll be fans in Celtic Park, so I'll, I'll go a buy as well. Right. What, what did you say? Three or more, did you say? Yeah. Three or more, yeah. Yeah, at least. Uh, bye. Bye. I'm going to buy. going to see Benny and Halliday get sent off. But we'll I don't win. want to see either of no. them on the pitch <laughs> <laughs> because they are suspended for that Aberdeen game if they're on that pitch. Halliday will be playing. It's in Halliday's contract. He has to play against Celtic. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, all right, so we'll put the polls up on Twitter and Instagram near the end of the week and we'll see if he's can continue to beat us, listeners. And is it still the case that um, Stoner needs to buy the winners uh like a Tunnock's themed presence of Twitter or Instagram win. Oh, whoever's, well, whoever's yeah, following, win. whoever's following gets a gets a Tunnock's. I think that's a yes. Yeah. Right, cool, perfect. Hopefully, they finish on the exact same points at the end of the season, so we have to buy <laughs> both sets of Twitter and Instagram. <laughs> and you can double up. You get two tickets if you follow both. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Uh, and again, if you don't receive your item, <laughs> good stuff. Well, thank you, boys. Good show, uh, but no thanks to Cameron. Uh, special thanks, Padman Productions, for all your editing time as ever. Uh, you can follow us on social media on Twitter and Instagram at hearts underscore podcast. And if you want to send us an email, heartspodcast at gmail.com. Don't forget to like and subscribe. And then if you're listening through Apple Podcasts, do leave us a nice review. Uh, otherwise, spread the good word. So until next time, keep washing your hands for the hearts. Just a few more weeks now, and we'll see you again soon.